Welcome to Geeks Corner. I'm Mr. Daps. I'm Katie. I'm Jenny. And it is warm tonight because we're going to talk about Florida. That must be it. Like we have to uh-huh. be sweating to talk about Florida. And uh, how are you guys very quickly? Good. Toasty. Katie has yes, water. That's good. I have coffee. I, also, I have water. Okay. So two of us are smart. Just stop drinking coffee. No. Yeah. We need the coffee. It's it's important. I don't know. Do uh, we? Yes, absolutely. So uh, today, we'll just get right started. Uh, the cast member preview for Magic Kingdom and Disney's Animal Kingdom uh, was held over in Florida. And there was a lot of video and photos that came out through the day. And uh, let's start before we get into details about it. What were your first reactions to everything like as you think about everything you've seen today what's your first reaction to the first preview day for cast members out of all the places that are open in central florida i think that walt disney world is handling this the best cool i think it's very safe looking at it do i think that they should be open probably not but I think that if they're going to be open, they're doing it in a very smart and safe way. Cool. Uh, Jenny. Yeah, I thought everything, um, I feel like with all the barriers, because I feel like those are like my favorite photos. Mm. (laughs) I felt like it was very like futuristic in which we're all in like bubbles (laughs) because like they, you know, implemented all of these things. But I I bet it's really echoey. (laughs) <laughs> I'm guessing, uh, but it it made me, I guess, kind of excited for whenever we open here because I feel good about seeing that and sure. that happening clearly here. Yeah, totally. And we've got uh, Downtown Disney opening in just a couple of days uh, with its phase reopening. So I'm sure we'll get a first glimpse at that as well. Um, I agree with both of you. It looked very well done, well thought out. Um, I liked seeing all of the different dots on the ground and in theaters, um, like even in uh, Tiki Room that you could sit in certain rows, but you couldn't sit in other rows. And then I really liked, uh, I just felt like they they went above and beyond to make sure that they set the stage for a safe um, experience. And then um, it looked like I didn't see any pictures without masks today. Um, that doesn't mean they didn't exist, but it looked to me like it was 100% compliance on mask wearing, uh, which was really good as well. And and so I have a feeling that was probably for however many hours they're open today, eight hours or whatever, um, that might have been the safest place in Florida for, for to be, I mean, outside of your home. And, uh, and, and who knows, maybe it's even safer than that just because of, of the way they can clean. Uh, well, my work, we're putting in, I think, a new air conditioner that actually scrubs the air of potential uh, coronavirus um, bacteria, whatever that is. Um, and so there are types of air conditioners out there that actually help clean the air and make it safer for you. And I would assume if my work is doing this, Disney probably did as well for its inside um experiences so i I was very impressed with it um and i was i was geeking out a little bit about it too um so as you're thinking about everything you saw today what is the iconic thing that you saw and you can't say cinderella castle we'll talk about that later um what is the thing that stands out to you that was like oh that's really cool horses merida on a horse gaston on a horse 
Put all the characters on horses. That is the best way. Because uh, obviously you cannot approach a horse. I know guests will probably try, but that is not a very good idea. I will tell you that now. Well, uh, and they're part of the cavalcade too, so they really couldn't approach the horses. Yeah, but it's amazing. And it, it's a great storytelling aspect, both for Gaston and for Merida. Uh, but when I saw that, I had this moment of, oh, wow. Like it was, uh, there are sometimes when Disney has to do things, it can tear the line of, oh, they have to do this, and they're finding a way to make it work. And, wow, that's really magical. And the horses were, wow, that's really magical. <laughs> Especially Gaston. Like, Merida, yeah. uh, we, we have a group text, and I sent the group text. I was like, Roger and Katie, you got to see this. And and they geeked out appropriately. And, and then, like, what was it, an hour or two later, I see the Gaston yeah. one, and I was just like, oh, that one's even better. Like... I don't know because we've seen Merida on a horse before when they made her an official Disney princess or whatever was it was like years, ago. years ago. I know, but yeah. I'd seen it before. I've never seen Gaston in the parks on a horse before, and that was super cool too. Jenny, what was what was your? Um, well, you took my horse, so you can rude. take it too. You're totally. Um, I mean, I liked seeing it was Tinkerbell right on the float. Yes, I think that's a, like a really cool idea too. Mm -hmm. So you get like really cool shots of the floats that obviously exist that we're not using for the parades and then putting a character on it. And then it can be like, look, it's me and Tinkerbell on the float. <laughs> right? <laughs> Something you can never do as the parade passes you. It's never gonna look that good. That is very true. And there is so much space between each uh, thing too that that seemed to help as well. Um, and for photos like that. Like there was a ton of space between people and I'll be curious to see how much busier it is when um, it opens on the 11th and then the other two parks uh, open two day or three days later, four days later on the 15th uh, for Epcot in Disney's Hollywood studios. Um, I have to agree. I think the cavalcades were, were some of the wins for me. I also really liked seeing the country bears on the roof of country bear jamboree which I don't believe was open today, but um, hopefully not. hopefully it will be soon. They can put more stickers to not sit by each other and stuff. Um, but uh, it's it's a fun attraction. It's 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 one of those ones that you just have to do at least once on each trip, kind of like Carousel of Progress. Um, but uh, it was fun seeing them. I saw a video of, I think it might've been the princess cavalcade going by and Big Al was just sitting there waving at him. And it was it was just one of those like, I love this moment. I want more moments like this to happen because usually you don't see that kind of a crossover and Big Al is just hilarious in general anyway. Um, let's talk about uh, the safety protocols that we saw in place. So we saw that people got there, they walked through a sensor basically as they were going through the heat tents and they, uh, change security. I, I actually dug into this a little bit more. Um, you put your electronics or metal devices or, or anything metal in a plastic bag so that they can basically look through the plastic bag and check it out, it looked like. Whereas if it's not metal, you can just carry it through whatever this is. And and I thought that was cool too. And, um, and then they had uh, social distancing circles. They had the non-mask area where you can get a rest. Uh, they had the, the plexiglass walls everywhere. Um, they had, what else am I missing that was safety? They were cleaning attractions between runs for the most part. Um, it seemed like almost every attraction was getting done 
almost every ride. I think I saw that uh, Big Thunder Mountain was every 20 minutes, it was getting a full complete right wipe, uh, wipe down and cleaning up. But for the most part, I felt like they were doing a really good job of keeping things sanitary, healthy and clean. Um, what'd you guys think of what you saw from a health standpoint and a safety? Uh, one, I saw someone on Twitter say that they don't want to call it plexiglass. They want to call it pixie glass. Uh, <laughs> and I think that that's my new favorite thing. Uh, to the point where I might even take that to my work. I think you should. That's a good idea. <laughs> and my Maurice are going to hate yeah. it. Perfect. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, I thought that the way that they are doing food is very interesting. Uh, you all know that I love mobile ordering more than anything in the world. Uh, because I don't like talking to people. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's true. Uh, but I think the system they have in place for mobile ordering is fascinating. Like, you mobile order... And then you find a cast member who directs you an area to stand in. And then your app will update and tell you which window to head to to pick up your order. Or, like, which number to stand on or what have you. Uh, I think that's genius. Mm -hmm. uh, there's It's a socially distant area to wait in. And then it's a specific window because I'm very interested to see how it plays out here. Because frequently, the mobile order window, it's like 20 people kind of crowded around, and you hear them say your name, and you're like, hi, uh, that's me. Uh, you're like trying to push forward. Uh, so I like the idea a lot, and I'd be very interested to see how the implementation works as uh, it goes on. Well, and I think the thing to remember with that, too, is there's going to be so much fewer people there. Yes. It's, it's not going to be like Rise of the Resistance opening day where there's a line oh. going all the way down Main Street, because there's just yeah. not that many people in the park when it reopens. Jenny, yeah. what do you think of the safety protocols? Yeah, same thing. I, I I liked that whole mobile order thing. Like, I want to go through it now. I'm like, like you I'm ready. Will. <laughs> I'm ready. But like, okay, here's my. Okay, take me to. I want to be led places. I, <laughs> I like that. I like having. It'll be like having my own tour guide, mm -hmm. but it's my own tour guide for food. For and food. that just sounds like a dream because that, we are food people. That would be a really and, good and expensive idea. Yeah, I would just exactly need my own food, food tour guide. And so, yeah, I I thought, like, yeah. Like I said, I was fascinated by all of, like, the glass walls. And I, well, you know I, I can't call it pixie glass. I'm not going to do it. You don't have to. Uh, you <laughs> know, one of you. my favorite ones, though, was actually on uh, Kilimanjaro Safari, where they actually have, like, a screen between each row of the mm -hmm. truck. So once you get onto the truck, you can actually take your mask off, it said. And, and I thought that was a pretty cool thing because, you know, it's you're what, 15, 20 minutes? I don't remember how long that is. But um, that's that's kind of a nice rest area as you get to go through and see all the animals. And that'd be fun, too. And uh, then I noticed Mike said that they have curtain dividers in the monorail cars. And they also reupholstered them, I believe, um, it looked like. And they've, they've updated those a bit, which is pretty cool. And overall, I think for day one... Well done, Disney. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm impressed, and it makes me feel a lot more confident about what we're going to see um, when the Walt Disney World parks reopen and then eventually when the Disneyland Resort parks reopen as well. Um, I think the the downside of it going as well as it did is more people are going to be like, oh, I want to go. And I, so I think the demand is going to go higher, uh, much like it's already there, but it's going to get even more. So uh, that will be interesting to see. And I've also noticed they've opened up more um, reservations over in Florida as well. So that will be interesting to see 
how and why and what is going on with that. I'm assuming it's because people uh, are canceling, but um, I'm assuming it's the FastPass Plus system basically that they've um, modified or used as a baseline. And so, you know, when people cancel their reservation, you can get it. So I don't know, we'll see, it'll be interesting. All right, let's move right along on, uh, what was it, Friday? It seems like mm-hmm. so long ago. It really does. Um, the the uh, Hamilton was released on Disney Plus, and uh, we have been uh, very curious, I guess is a good way to put this, in anticipation of this movie arriving wherever it was going to end up arriving since they first we first found out that they filmed it. And that was quite some time ago. And uh, so finally it came to TV screens everywhere and uh, and they did very well in terms of downloads for Disney Plus. So I think they, they are probably pretty happy with themselves. Um, but how did you feel about the show once you'd seen it now uh, on Friday on Disney Plus? Well, I'm taking this horse by the reins, making red coats red with bloodstains. Uh, I enjoyed it. I Here's the thing. I have loved Hamilton for a very long time. Um, I did name my feral tomcat after Hamilton. Uh, I've listened to the Broadway recording since it released, which also gave me a lot of time to get burnt out on it. But I still loved the show as a core, but it's like how you can love Frozen. And when it gets to let it go, you're like, oh my God, I've heard this song so many times. Uh, But watching it the first time was an incredibly overwhelming experience. Like really overwhelming like I didn't know what to do with myself overwhelming to the point where I was like I don't know if I liked that or not um Hmm. and that sounds weird because I I did enjoy it I came out of it feeling positive but so much had happened and I was like I don't know uh the second time because it was so much to digest or yes yes uh and it's also very hard especially when you've listened to it as many times as you have in one avenue uh it's kind of hard to see things play out a different way Especially, and also the fact that it was, like, if it, uh, I'm thinking specifically, I saw Avenue Q off Broadway and I had listened to the soundtrack many times. When I saw that in person, it wasn't that weird disconnect of like, wait, I pictured it happening this way because I was seeing it in person. Um, but I think what Jenny was talking about last week, the fact that I didn't have a lot of that time to process a stage show on my own, I was kind of being told what to see and all that stuff. It was an overwhelming experience. Uh, Let's not forget that statement, because I want to come back to that. Keep going. Okay. The second time I watched it, I was more ready uh, for the experience that I was going to have. Uh, Because it's not a traditional Broadway experience. Uh, So I was more ready for what I was going to feel. And then I just watched it again, like, four hours ago with my parents. And I think that that was my most, like, positive viewing of it. Yeah. and I liked it the most because I feel like I took all the expectations off my shoulders. Uh, and you can just I will enjoy say, it. This, this doesn't take away from Broadway. So people that say, oh, well, people aren't going to watch want to watch it on Broadway. Yes, they will. They're still going to want to watch it on Broadway. Okay. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, Jenny. Um, I would like to just point out how correct I was. Are you going to at... make a disclaimer here or no? A disclaimer. I mean, just at how correct I was at how close we got to people's faces, right? Oh, yes. How it literally yeah. went, Alexander it, Hamilton. My name is Alexander Hamilton. But it wasn't <laughs> <way> <laughs> It wasn't quite that close. Like, 
It was close, um, but not lame is close. <laughs> it wasn't lame is close, but it was it was close. The fact that they scooped in on every single time he said his name, mm-hmm. and then that was then like on just you wait, then they pulled back. Yeah, I was like, oh no. Um, I will say uh, it was interesting because like so since I've seen the show there were so many like lighting things and choreography things that like I was worried they were going to miss and they did. So mm-hmm. like, and so it, I think I, I always point out the, the opening number where it's like, we fought with him. We died with him. I loved him, whatever. I don't know the words. Uh, did you feel <laughs> like, did you feel like they got better with that as the show progressed? Because when we rewatched it on sure. Sunday, I, I was totally thinking that at the beginning. And then I was like, oh, as the show gets further in, I think they got more comfortable because at the end when they did that, they totally nailed it. Anyway, keep For going. Sure. Yeah, no, they did better. And then my other weird thing is I think when they um, did the up, the up close videoings with no audience, so they could be on the stage, obviously, they didn't adjust the lighting Yes. to filming those angles. So like some of the lighting is actually talking about it with my best friend Bill today. And um, I was like, oh, in this one number, I was like, everything was just so blue. I was like, but it wouldn't normally look like that because you wouldn't normally be able to see it from that angle. And I also felt like today I thought, I feel like they didn't necessarily use all the spotlights that they normally would on stage, which make you look less like the colors of the lights. And I had a feeling, I have a hunch on that. Well, I think because it would have overdone their white balance um, for the cameras and their ISO would have had issues. And I'm getting a little bit in the weeds on TV production. But um, I do think uh, I I was viewing this from some of my team's standpoints. And I was like, this is in some ways a television nightmare the way it was filmed. Because they really didn't come in and be like, hey, let's light this for television. They're like, hey, we've got this show. Let's capture it. And at least that's what it looks like to me. Um, because there is one scene, especially, what was it, Burn, with Burn. Eliza's blue face, where it, it literally looks like she has blue screen on her face or something. It's and it's just disappearing. Yeah. And, it's, and these are totally, we will acknowledge we're nitpicking here, because overall, I think two thumbs up. Like, yeah. it's an enjoyable. Absolutely. Oh, I loved it. Like, yeah. Leslie Odom Jr. Oh, Amazing. my gosh, Butter. Yeah, and and he, and each time you watch it, you pick up how good he is, like even more. Um, yeah. But there there were little things that were just kind of like, oh, you clearly had, you know, this this wasn't a television lighting guy that did this. This was a stage lighting guy, and there's a big difference. And um, and the sound though, I thought was really like they did a fantastic job with, um, which to me can always kind of be hit or miss in. Uh, recordings of stage productions and they I, I thought they did a fairly good job with that um i i i'm trying to think of anything like i think the thing i really like about it is this was one of those um rare occasions where we watched an entire show and there wasn't like one actor in it where we're like oh you know like there wasn't that that cringe moment it was more of like oh i love this guy oh i love her she's so cool she carries the bullet you know like we had so many <laughs> that's the part mr daps wants to be he wants to carry the bullet just putting he it out there. To be the I, I am so fascinated by that role i think it's such a a well done storytelling device that you may not notice but it's there and it adds depth to the show but um 
But overall, I thought it was much better than I was expecting. And Katie's 100% right is the first time you see it, it's overwhelming. And Jenny's right also where um, you really do need to see it in person because there's so many cool things happening on the stage, whether it's choreography or even moving things on the side of the stage to set up for the next song that you're not going to realize that they're doing. And like, there's just a ton of cool details happening that, that you just can't get when you're, you're in a, uh, a close up or you're, you're really having your eye carried for you on the flip side. I thought they did a really good job of telling the story through, uh, through cameras um, as good as you can get without just sitting it up there and, and leaving it which I think most of the population wouldn't be a huge fan of. Um, I was going to have you put attack in. What was it? I forgot. Uh, the f I said something about the shots and being told where to look. Oh, I think I hit that. So I think never mind. Uh, anyway. I will say uh, this is totally not about Hamilton, but it, we did talk about our wash party that we did on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and I did just get a message from Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, she would like us for our next watch party to live tweet um, Country Bear, the 2001 film. I haven't watched that since 2001. <laughs> I've only That's... seen it in bits and pieces. And to be completely honest, I forget it's a real movie and not a fever dream. I, I think that would be fun. Uh, if you'd like to to watch, uh, do a live watch with what watch party, that's what we call them uh, with mm -hmm. us. Let us know in the comments or hashtag Geeks Corner. And uh, if you would like it to be the 2001 Country Bear movie, let us know in that comment or tweet as well. And uh, if we get enough, if we get enough response to that, we will do it. And uh, we'd love you all to join us uh, because they really are fun. Like these, I, I really do enjoy these watch parties because we just kind of goof off and uh, get to interact with everybody, and they're a blast. And you can go back and rewatch them. Um, anything else you guys want to say on Hamilton? Two thumbs up. I think we all agree. Is that? Okay, cool. We have to rate it. That's very important. Um, so Jurassic Park continues its uh, franchise and it keeps getting uh, hopefully bigger and better. Um, but Jurassic World Dominion is going back into production very soon. And that will be the newest movie in the franchise. And uh, this last week, we learned that some people from the original aren't just going to be cameos, but they're going to be like actually in the film throughout the film. And uh, so we're going to have uh, uh, Dr. Grant and um, I'm totally spacing their names, even though I watched the movie last night. Um, Sam Neill? That's oh, Dr. Grant, about, Ian now. Malcolm, and, uh, and Laura Dern's character is... Oh, I can't remember her name. Ellie? That sounds right. Anyway, Someone those three, the original... Say what? Someone will tell us in the comments. Yes, it'll be in the comments. They'll save us. Um, so the original trio will be in uh, Jurassic World Dominion. They'll be joining um, the new cast for Jurassic World that we've come to know and love as well. Uh, what do you guys think of this trio mixing with the new cast and having a substantial role? I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I love Jurassic Park. It is probably in my top 10 movies. I remember it terrifying me when I saw it in the theater, but then I also saw it again like three days later because I wanted to see it again and scream again. So, hundred percent, yeah. I think it's exciting because I think and it'll be a good way to like, like a cameo is fun, but like to actually like meld them together more. 
Yeah, it, it really it really pulls everything together. And I think that will be a really fantastic thing. And uh, I, I do want to question, like, the first time you saw it, is there any one moment that really stands out to you as, like, that was your favorite moment or the most memorable moment of Jurassic Park? Um, when the T-Rex steps in the mud and, like, squishes. Oh, yeah. I was going to say the, the footsteps, but no, 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 it's the, it's the mud squish. Okay, cool. Katie, what do you think about this casting choice? Do I have the most memorable moment from Jurassic Park? Hmm. You can have that, too. <laughs> I mean, I think we know what that... Dewey. Uh, I think it's good. Fun fact, Jurassic World was the first of any Jurassic film I had ever seen. And I saw it in theaters. It was a choice. Which I think was a good choice. Um, it, like no, no, going... no. Seeing it in theaters was good. Yeah. But to having that be the first Jurassic movie I'd ever seen, I, I don't. I think it could have been worse. Like if if you're not going to see the first movie first, that's the one to see first. Yeah, and, I agree. And it I think wasn't it's fine. Bad. It wasn't a bad experience. I just think back on that. And I'm like, hmm. I. So what was the memorable moment from Jurassic Park? Let's see. Memorable moment from Jurassic Park. Uh, was definitely when everyone was happy and no one got eaten by dinosaurs. No, my favorite moment was when I was watching Jurassic Park, and I think we've told this story like 27 times, but I'm going to tell it 28. Good, we never get tired of it. And, well, you always tell it, so let me tell it. So, Mr. Naps and Cameron, I was watching this film with, they decide that uh, turning off all the lights to watch Jurassic Park is great, which is what we just did for Hamilton. We turned off all the lights a true movie experience. But they also said, oh, also, here's this nice comfy chair right in the middle of the room. Made up a good story about this is where the surround sound is the best. And Ugh. the screen is the biggest and right in front of you. Yes, uh -huh. keep going. Meanwhile, Mr. Dabs and Cameron were directly behind me in a chair much like this. Uh, so that when the goat, uh, like the goat was missing and they're like, where's the goat? Which I should have known was a red flag. The fact that they asked where the goat was. Because, you know, They've seen the film. Uh, and then the goat uh, appears in the way the goat does. And I just get a giant on the back of my chair, um, which I hated. So every time I think about Jurassic Park, I think about the time that I jumped 20 feet in the air uh, because of bad friends. So you're excited. You should watch it with me. It would be fun to watch with me. Yeah, I think so. Great. We would sing all the dinosaur things. Yes, we would. <laughs> We'd name that all the dinosaurs. Fun. I like that idea. Perfect. Um, yeah, and, and I think it'll be fun. Uh, you're looking forward to the next movie, though. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I haven't. There's a second one, right, of the World mm -hmm. franchise. I haven't seen that one. It did really well in the box office, and I didn't particularly love it. Okay. Um, the first one I really enjoyed. The second one I was kind of like, hmm. And going back, and I've rewatched all of them now, and I will have to say the second one of the new ones is my least favorite of the five that exist right now and really? i haven't seen it it's, it's worse than lost world because i can't get through lost world because i fall asleep i just rewatched lost world because it was on tv the other night and it was better than i remembered so i think it's an age thing like it's aged better than when we first saw it um, i'm not saying it's great but i think it made to me, it moved along quicker, and maybe the ads helped. I don't know. But uh, I thought it was fun. It's not the best movie in the world, but it's good. 
All right. Finally, speaking of movies, Peter Pan is apparently being remade as a live action film with Jude Law as Captain Hook uh, in a movie that's currently sounding like it's being called Peter Pan and Wendy. So uh, what do we think of yet another Peter Pan film for one that's also another live action Disney remake potentially or retake reimagining of a story for two? And then for three, Jude Law. I think it's about time that we got a handsome Captain Hook. So I am pro Jude Law. He's already British, so. That helps. I feel like British people make very good villains. You're, you're very but right. He's also incredibly handsome. And that's and perhaps good. that is how he lures people to do things like for him. So I see no problem with this. Okay. Katie. Uh, I don't entirely know how much I love another live action Peter Pan moment. Um, I want to know what the hook is. That wasn't the- meant as a <laughs> Jude Law. Is that, but if that's on- the only hook, you tell your thing and then I'll tell you my thoughts. I'm, I've got. Okay. Uh, no, and uh, I, I don't want to be controversial. Peter Pan isn't my favorite Disney story that gets told. Um, I think there are interesting ways to tell it, but I think that overall it's just not entirely my favorite story. And that's nothing against people that do like it. It's just not super interesting to me. I like so, the book better. Yeah, I just don't think that it's a, a story that needs to be told again but i do like jude law a lot so i think he'd be a good hook so what i would like to see with this is they do need to come at it from a different angle than they've done every other time and they've tried this and it hasn't worked the only time it's worked has been in hook um where dustin hoffman played uh captain hook and as a kid i had no recognition that that was the same guy as uh what is it tootsie like he he was in so many (laughs) right You, you just don't know um but So I think you almost want like an origin story of Captain Hook or like do something completely different, but don't make him like a good guy that's sympathetic, like make him a true villain and lean into it. And um, and I just feel like they kind of have always they've always missed the mark on Peter Pan movies, uh, especially the ones in the last, what, 15 years, like ever since Hook they've always tried to recreate the magic of hook in their own specific ways. And I just haven't felt like they've nailed that. And um, my biggest concern with this is the guy that's directing it also directed the remake for Peter Pan, uh, not Peter Pan, uh, Pete's dragon. And um, that was not my favorite live action remake that they've done. And uh, to me, it, it didn't, like I wanted more in many different directions and it didn't have the charm of the original, but it didn't make up for it with depth in the new story. And, and so my concern is that we're going to get a Pete's dragon 2.0. And to me, that would be the biggest miss with this. Um, Jenny, I know you love Pete's dragon. Do you want to add in anything to this? <laughs> um, you know, on my, upon my second time watching the live action, I didn't hate it as much as I hated the first time. Okay. Um, <laughs> Like, I went I from like, severe hate to like mostly hate. So like it w- it wasn't as bad. I just, you know, I allowed I think I allowed myself to watch the original which I love first and that helped. Okay. Um I I mean 
I'm not tired of Peter Pan, so I think it could be very interesting. I'm also ready, Katie. Here's my hot take. I don't like Hook. I don't think it's a good movie. Really? <laughs> and you're entitled to your opinion. Yep. Uh, and I know that's one of Mr. Dapp's favorites. And that's I will admit there. there are weak moments in it. Yeah, I just I I didn't I didn't get it. I didn't like it when I was younger. I didn't. I, then I still like now. People go Hook. I love Hook, and I go. Uh, you know what I think though is I heard the soundtrack before I saw the movie, and I, I do think that helped ease me into it. And I don't know like if that would have changed my experience at all, but. Um, I, I absolutely love that soundtrack. I think it's it's one of John Williams' uh, beautiful ones. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. He's currently in talks to play Captain Hook, and I have a feeling if the talks fall apart, so will the movie at this point. But you never know. Like I think they need somebody like Jude Law to add some um, strength to it and some pull for it because I just, you know, Pete's Dragon wasn't a big enough movie, I don't think, to get that director to have people be excited about this one without somebody like Jude Law in it. But uh, yeah, we will see. We'll continue to follow these things and see what ends up happening with all of them, including the reopening of uh, Walt Disney World this weekend. We've got the reopening of Downtown Disney this week on Thursday. We'll hopefully have coverage of that um, as is safely allowed. And uh, we will be there with our masks. I think a few of us, hopefully. At some point this weekend, people will be there. It'll, it'll be great. But, uh, Katie, we got to get out of here. Uh, to be completely honest, uh, for a second I blinked out. It's been like a month of this. I'm still like, what do I say? I know. We, magic... we don't have yeah. a new routine yet. We'll get we there. We literally don't. And I, I was trying to remember. I was like, what do I say? Do I say Do the anything? thing where I get to, I get to click things. Yes, I will do the thing where you just click things. You should go to tapsmagic.com. Uh, there you can read all the Disney news as it happens, and there is a lot of it happening. So you should also go over there, subscribe to our mailing list. If you click on the little tab that says Geeks Corner, not only will you find upcoming episodes, but you'll find past episodes, which we have also done a lot of. So you can catch up, be a part of our inside jokes, and subscribe. Jenny, do you want to say anything? Um, you should follow us on Instagram at Geeks Corner on Wednesdays. You get to find out fun facts about people on the team. We have a, a fun one from Roger tomorrow that is Disney related. That's your little like spoiler. And who knows what Mr. Daps and Katie will say. And there might be another surprise one too, right? Sure. Oh. There oh, might be one no. more coming, right? No. Oh, that one's not coming? No. Okay. I thought there was one more coming that you were, we were going to surprise people with. Um, well, maybe later. <clears throat> oh, okay. That's, anything that's is possible. You can also anything. follow us on Twitter at The Geeks Corner. And then also the Daps Magic channels. Cool. All right. But that is all the time we have for you this week. Make sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel because we've got lots of stuff coming up, including a mishap with Hondo tomorrow from the Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run attraction that I found in the archive. So, uh, we hope you enjoy that. Let us know what you think of it. And uh, we hope you have an absolutely magical week. And uh, we'll see you around the corner.